Your life's not like anyone else's. And chances are you found yourself on adventures you never planned to take. It's all part of this crazy journey we call life. Learning how to embrace the unexpected while working to live your best life is not easy. But you've come to the right place. Because in my world, if it's highly unlikely, it's practically guaranteed to happen. I'm Lavina Perry, and this is the Highly Unlikely Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Highly Unlikely Podcast. There's a money tip that really changed my life and put me on the road to long-term financial stability that I want to talk to you about today. But first, a story. August of 2018, I was driving home in my car in the middle of the day, feeling really defeated and anxious And really just like all the weight of the world just bearing down on my shoulders. I had just had a conversation with my regional manager where he had informed me that I needed to take a leave of absence. And leave of absences, as many people may or may not know, are unpaid time off of work. I had found out just a few months prior that my oldest daughter was suffering with thoughts and feelings about suicide and that she actually had made a plan, which having been through losing her dad to suicide was really a a terrifying scenario. And so I had really worked hard to make adjustments to the hours that I work and to create a scenario where I could be home for the majority of the day, especially during her waking hours. Because, you know, teenagers, they do a lot of sleeping in the morning. So I had worked with my manager and decided that I would start coming in at six in the morning and then I would work from home for a few hours in the afternoon. That way I could be home and available. She wasn't having time alone at home and I could still fulfill my duties at the office. And he was more than happy to work with me. He had been through losing my husband and all of the things that happened before and that came after. And so he was really sensitive to the challenges that I was facing as uh, just becoming an only parent and all that that entailed for me as a mother. But then he got laid off and our regional manager took over as the GM. And so apparently he didn't feel that this arrangement was really going to work. And so he told me that I had 30 days of pay and that I needed to be on a leave of absence until I could get the situation resolved, which really let me know that he had no idea what I was actually dealing with if he felt like I could resolve the situation and just get back to normal. So... This was one of my worst anxieties about being an only parent that was actually coming true. When Jason died, I was suddenly cast into this role where I was the sole provider for my family. And of all of the things that I had to deal with, this was the one thing that I had never carried by myself. I had started working full-time about a year before he passed away. So luckily, I had a job. 
But there were all of these scenarios that would just plague me. What if I get laid off? What if my daughter's cancer comes back and I have to quit so that I can care for her? What if there's an economic downturn and people start downsizing? Just all of these things. And so this was a worry that I had already had, and now it was actually happening. And I wasn't prepared for what that meant for my life. By the time I arrived home, all of that worry and anxiety had turned into being angry. I had just been told by a man whose wife is a stay-at-home wife that cares for his children and his home that I needed to go home And in 30 days, I was no longer going to have pay until I fixed my situation. And this had been brought on by another man with a stay-at-home wife who didn't feel comfortable with a lowly admin being able to dictate her own terms of employment and have flexibility in her hours to care for her family. And so I was angry. I was really angry. That these two men who had no idea what my life was like or the challenges that I faced were dictating how I could support my family. They had really just given me an ultimatum. An ultimatum of, you have to choose. You can either have a job to support your family or you can take care of your child who is in crisis. But you can't do both. Well, I don't like being backed into corners. I don't handle it well. Just right off the bat, it's my, my initial instinct is to fight. I used to just simply run. Um, and I, I still kind of fight that in myself that if things are too complicated, it's too confrontational, there's too much of a fight, I will just, I'll run. I will leave the situation. I will never talk to a person again rather than fight with them. But if I'm backed into a corner where I can't run, I will absolutely fight. I don't just take the beating. I will fight back. So that night when I went to bed, I was laying there trying to go to sleep, but my brain started to do its thing. This thing where it cannot rest. It cannot shut up. It cannot let go until there is a solution, until the problem has been solved. So I laid there for hours, working through scenarios, figuring out how I could support my family and take care of my daughter and be present for the things that I needed to be because there's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure. You have to keep a roof over your children's head. You have to keep food on the table and you have to care for the cars and the house and the yard. And and I don't know how you do all of those things by yourself without help. And so you have these expenses piling up, just trying to take care of all the things that you need to take care of. And you can't do that without income. So all of a sudden I had an idea, a really scary, but very plausible idea. And then I immediately fell asleep and I was fine because I had come up with a solution to the problem. But the next day when I woke up, I got to work. I started doing research and looking into things and figured out that, yes, this was actually a solution to the problem that I was facing of how I was going to support my family without having any income. Being that Jason was active duty military when he died, our family myself and all three of the children qualify for a scholarship fund that not only pays your full tuition in your books, but it also provides a monthly living allowance. And when I looked into how much the monthly living allowance was, it was less than what my paycheck was, but it was enough to live on. 
So I knew that if I went back to school, that I would be paid to go to school and I would be able to support my children for the duration of the time that I was still in school. So I applied to a university, which at the time I didn't realize that they had a pretty low acceptance rate compared to some other schools, but I got in. So within just a couple of weeks, I had been accepted to a university. I had registered for classes. I had ordered my books. And um, about three weeks after I had been sent home, I started class. Two days later, my boss called me and said, hey, we really need you. And I have figured out how you can just work from home full time. So you can be with your daughter. You can still do this work for us. And everybody will be satisfied. I was shocked. I kind of just sat there for a minute. I had gone to a lot of work and I had put a plan in place and I was really happy with my plan. I was going to finish my college degree and I was going to be able to have other opportunities and I was going to get to be available for my kids. But I knew he needed an answer. He was just waiting and my brain was going and I had all of these scenarios like what if they change their mind again in six months? But this would be, this would answer a lot of problems because it would allow you to be home and still take care of of your work responsibilities and but what if there's an economy problem and we go into a recession and they start laying off I'm going to be like first on the chopping block and I could be without a job again and then I still I'd find myself right back in the same position and before I even had a chance to like stop my mouth I had accepted his offer knowing that there was no way I was ever going to allow him or anyone else to ever back me into that corner again I was still going to go to school, and I was still going to finish my degree, and I was going to make sure that I had all of the tools that I needed to be prepared for any of those scenarios so that I had other opportunities and I wasn't solely reliable on this one company and this one group of men who thought that they could make better decisions for my life than I could make. So that's what I did, and I finished my degree. But about a year and a half before I graduated, I really started branching out and learning a lot of things about the finance industry and listening to some big voices in finance. Every weekend, it was Sunday mornings with me and Maria talking about the stock market and very aware of some new investment things. And I was learning a lot of stuff that wasn't being taught in the classroom. And one thing that I came across was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. If any of you are familiar with him, he talks a lot about cash flow and diversifying your income. And I got onto his website and there's like this, it's this really dumb, kind of like a, almost like a monopoly type of game where you invest money. And I played it for like two days because I'm a big fat nerd and finance stuff really excites me. But uh, what I found out, like I had like this light bulb moment where all of this stuff that I was learning in school and all the stuff I was learning from this game and the things I was learning from these different voices that I was listening to in the finance industry, all of a sudden just really clicked together. And I had like this aha moment about investments and cash flow. And my perspective on cash flow and its role in long-term financial stability really had this big shift. So I want to share some of the things about cash flow and the things that you can be doing to educate yourself and develop this new mindset on money 
and start thinking about how you can develop long-term financial stability for yourself and for your family. First is that you need to understand cash flow. You don't need to have a finance degree. Just a, a basic understanding of finance is a life skill. They don't teach it in school. They don't even talk to you about personal finances in school that I'm aware of. So you need to do that education for yourself. You need to put that time in and start reading some of these these people that are out there that specialize in personal finance, like Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He breaks things down in a very simple, easy to understand way. He's very well known because what he says makes a lot of sense. And that will help you on your journey. You can play this game that's on his website. This game is, it really helps you to understand how investing works and how you make money from investing. And I'm not saying that you should go all in and start buying hotels, although that is a very good way to generate cash flow. But everybody has to start somewhere and you're probably starting with not a lot of money. And so this type of reading and this type like playing this game and listening to these voices and really educating yourself will help your brain jumpstart into this mindset of thinking about where can I generate cash flow? How can I start thinking in terms of money coming in the door generating cash flow? It's a really good place to start. Second point is you need to think about diversifying your income. That means to look for multiple ways to generate cash flow from different sources. If your only source of income is your job, if that job goes away, you no longer have any money. And that is a very precarious situation to be in. You are solely reliant on the good graces and the business sense of the owners of your employer. Because if they don't make good business choices and they go out of business, you no longer have income to support your family. If the economy tanks and we go into another big recession, your employment could be at risk and you could no longer have a way to support your family. But by having different sources of income and different streams of revenue coming into your bank account every month, if you lose that job, may it hurt? Yeah. May it require you to adopt a different lifestyle or scale down your expenses and the things that you're doing? Yes. But it also could be the difference between being able to provide a home for your family and losing your house. Being able to provide food and clothing and for the basic necessities and being completely destitute. So I encourage you to look at diversifying your income. And I would also say you need to diversify into negatively correlated areas. When something is negatively correlated, it means that they're opposite. So when one thing is really high up, something that's negatively correlated would be really low down. So let's think about that in terms of food. When the economy is really good and people have a lot of money and business is booming, you might go out to eat sushi. And so all of the people are out eating sushi at really nice restaurants. And so they're not really needing to spend a lot of money on top ramen at Walmart. So sushi sales are going to be up. Ramen sales are going to be down. But when the economy tanks and we go into a recession, which is part of the normal cycle of the economy, if you're in a boom, that means there's going to be a recession. That's just how the economy works. So when the recession comes and 
people start losing their jobs. There's been cutbacks in hours. Things start to happen that are cutting the amount of disposable income that people have. Consumers stop going out for sushi. And so the sushi market declines and people with less money are more likely to go buy top ramen from the store. So as the sushi purchases decline, the ramen purchases increase. And what you have is two things that move in opposite directions. When one is up, the other is down and vice versa. So when you're thinking about diversifying your income, you need to think about having one stream of income from something that does really well when the economy is booming and have another stream of income from something that does really well when the the economy sucks. And that way, no matter whether we're in a boom or a bust, you still have income streaming into your bank account. The third thing that I want to talk to you about is changing your mindset. Instead of saying, I can't afford this, I want you to ask yourself, what can I do to be able to afford this? That is a big shift in mindset for a lot of people. Most people look at their paycheck and say, I have X number of dollars, which means I have this many dollars of disposable income. But this thing that I really want to do, that I really want to invest in, this thing that I really want to be involved in, is Y number of dollars. And the Y dollars are more than the X dollars. And so most people will say, well, yeah, I'd really like to do that, but I can't afford it. A cash flow mindset will say, well, I only have X number of disposable dollars, but I want to do Y activity, and it's more than X. So what can I do to generate enough disposable income so that I can do Y? That is a shift in mindset that allows you to break out of this box of thinking in terms of expenditures and debt and all of these things that really keep us from being able to expand into a new mindset where you're focusing on growth, growing your cash flow to match the lifestyle that you want, rather than changing your lifestyle to match the number of dollars you currently have. Allow yourself to step out of that box. What if JOB is really just an acronym for just over broke? Is there a way to break free from this traditional approach to generating income that will be more conducive to achieving your goals? Let your imagination go wild. Ask those questions and go find the answer. You may really have to examine your relationship with money. How do you feel about spending, saving, investing? And then ask yourself, why do I feel that way? What are the roots behind those feelings? Because if your attitude and your approach to spending and saving is all rooted in how your parents felt about spending and saving and the environment that you grew up in, Maybe it's time to re-examine how you think about spending and saving to find something that is more relevant to the life that you want to live, the lifestyle that you dream of. I was going to end the podcast here and just close with some really nice thing to tie it all up in a bow for you. But this week has just been, well, in the words of my British friends, it's been a bit shit. I have two friends who very suddenly lost their husbands in the past week. And besides feeling just really, really sad and finding myself emotionally standing right back in that place where I had just lost my husband, 
and just doing an emotional tailspin for a period of time. I also thought about their future and I wondered if they were prepared to be the sole provider for their families. Do they have the financial understanding and the know-how to really step into that role? Have they educated themselves and insisted on having access to all of the accounts? Have they been responsible for the finances up to this point? I can't tell you how many women I have met over the last several years who have told me that if something happened to their spouse, they wouldn't even know how to access their own bank account. My response to that is, it's 2021. Being educated about your own finances is a basic life skill that you need to have. There is no certainty in life. At any moment, you may find yourself suddenly on your own, whether that's due to death or divorce or a big breakup. So I would say to you, even if you don't start diversifying your income today, you can prepare yourself and you can create a financial foundation for yourself by having all of the account numbers and the login information for all of your accounts. You can be aware of how much all of your bills cost each month. You can ensure that your name is on all of the titles and the deeds because this is a very big deal should you suddenly become responsible for someone's estate. If you already have these basic skills, then I encourage you to move forward and start exploring cash flow as a way of creating long-term financial stability for your family. Because these things are so important. The whole point of this podcast and my blog is to help you to be able to thrive during the difficult challenges of life. And yes, a lot of the things that we talk about are the emotional things and the personal growth. And these things are really, really important. I'm not downplaying their importance at all because what's inside of you and how you handle things and the way that you have set your life up and the foundations you've created for yourself emotionally are so important. But this stuff, this the physical things, the financial things are just as important. And there are things that you can do to ensure that you have stability and foundations to thrive by preparing yourself now so that it doesn't matter what hard thing you're going through or what devastating thing happens to your life, what illness you're dealing with or what life transition that you, that you found yourself in, because those things are really hard to go through no matter what. But if you have these foundations for success already in place, then you can focus on the things that you need to do to get through that difficult period of time without compounding the difficulties by not being prepared beforehand, by not having the financial foundation and the understanding about how your personal finances work. But by taking time to prepare yourself for that stuff now, as uncomfortable as it is to think about, as much as nobody wants to think that their marriage is ever going to end or their spouse is ever going to die or they're ever going to feel like they're alone in this world, it is so important to do that hard work, to have those uncomfortable conversations, and to go through all of that preparation now so that if you ever do find yourself in that situation, you are prepared and your difficult time isn't compounded by your lack of preparation. So take the time, get yourself prepared, and start thinking about how cash flow could provide you with the long-term financial stability you're looking for. And that's all I have for you today. Until next time, take care of yourself, be kind, 
and live your best life. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Highly Unlikely Podcast, you can find more by following me on Facebook at A Highly Unlikely Life or find me on the web at ahighlyunlikelylife.com. And don't forget to subscribe.